and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Speak to me and through me. In Jesus' name I do pray. Amen. You have that assurance. A lot of times we're going to be sure of something. We're going to be able to say, I know that I know. I have that assurance. I'm going to go through this just a little bit more and elaborate on it. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. As Moses made the serpent of brass, this is back in Numbers 21.9, the children of Israel were murmuring and complaining, and God was not pleased. So it set serpents among the people, and they got bit. And they cried unto Moses, Stop these serpents from biting us. And we ask for forgiveness. That's why Moses built the serpent and put it on a pole. Then when he looked up, they would be healed. And that's in uh, Numbers 21.9. Then it said Jesus unto them, Then you have lifted up the serpent of man. Then shall thou know that I am he. I can do nothing of myself. But as my father has taught me, he speaks these things. That he has sent me, is with me. Father has not left me alone, for I do not always things that please him. The whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. See, you got to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. You got to believe what happened at the cross. You got to understand that you have eternal life. For God so loved the Lord, he gave his only begotten son. That's whosoever. And I like that whosoever. There's no name. No particular people. It's whosoever. And you will have eternal life. And him shall not man perish, but have everlasting life. But God commanded of Taurus, this is the Apostle Paul. But God commanded of Taurus, so why we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. He died for our sins so that we could have this eternal life. Nothing we did. If you, so far I had read and I had not, had not said one thing God expects from us, but believe and faith in Him. He loved us so much. He gave His life for us. We need to understand how God gave His life for us and understand that He gave the ultimate sacrifice. It was a horrible death. Horrible. But God commanded love towards why he sent Christ died for us. And this was manifest the love of God toward us because that God sent his only, his only begotten son in the world that we might live through Jesus Christ. We have that eternal life through Jesus. That's First John 4, 9. For God sent not a son in the world to condemn the world, but the world through him might be saved. That's God came to save us and to give us eternal life. A horrible death. I don't have to keep reiterating that. He hung on that cross. That he that believes on him is not condemned. See, you don't, he's not telling you, you have to do good works. You have to do this. You just have to believe. John 6, 20 says, one of the steps, what is the work? That you believe on whom he has sent. And I think it's John 5, 24 tells us. You've got to believe on the one that sent him. But he that 
believeth not is condemned already. Because he had not believed on the name of the only begotten Son of God. That all men should honor the Son as they honor the Father. See, if you don't honor the Son, you're not, you're dishonoring the Father. John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And he that honoreth not the Son, honoreth not the Father. Which has said him, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that hath heareth my, my word and believeth not on him, sent him, hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. This is the will of him that sent me, that everyone which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life. And I will raise him up at the last day. John 6, 40. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me has everlasting life. Again, it doesn't say what the requirements is other than believe. Have faith in Jesus Christ. Have faith in God. And you will have everlasting life. Not based on what work you do. Not based on what service you give. You do that because of what Christ did for you. And that's your way of thanking him for doing for what he did for you. And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples. We're going to talk about what he did. Feeding of the 5,000. Turning water into wine. Raising Lazarus from the dead. Opening the blind man's eyes. He did many, many miracles. That's why you need to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and I know you do. But I want to give us this assurance as God's people. We have that assurance. We've done all what's being said here today. We believe what God's Word says. We believe in Jesus Christ. These are written that you might believe that Christ is the Son of God. And believing ye might have life through His name. And many times I read it, I said, how can you not believe it? How can you not believe the gospel of Jesus Christ? How can you not believe the miracles? How can you not believe it? You remember John wrote this book. This is condemnation. The light has come into the world. He was that light of the world. If we follow him, we will walk in the light. We won't have that darkness. We won't be in that darkness. John 6, 3 tells us about eating my bread and drinking my cup, you'll never hunger or never thirst. Then I'm the resurrection and the life. He believed on me, though he did yesterday, he lived. Who shall believe in me shall never die. Do you believe that? And I believe we all do believe that. In him was life. Light was light. And men love darkness. Things are done in the dark. Men love to do evil in the darkness. And they could not comprehend it. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I'm the light of the world. He that follows me shall never walk in darkness. How shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life in themselves. This is what we're trying to get the world to see what Jesus Christ did for them. 
For everyone that does evil, hates the light, neither do come into the light. That so these should be reproved, examined. But he does the truth, cometh to the light. These may be, be manifested that the very, they are wrought in God. If you're truly walking in the light of Jesus Christ, your deeds will reflect that light. Let your light shine before the world that may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. You need to do that. We all need to do that. We could do better with it. And just a few, Ephesians 1.7, and whom are kept by the power of God through faith on the salvation. We have redemption through his blood. We have forgiveness of sin. It was his shed blood on the cross. That's why we glory in the blood. We take communion. The cup represents the blood of Jesus Christ. Without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sin. Or kept by the power of God through faith and the salvation. Ready to bear in the last day. 1 Peter 1 5. For I am persuaded neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth should be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. My sheep hear my voice. I know them. They follow me. I give them to eternal life. They shall never perish. Neither them pluck them out of my Father's hand. That's a good thought. See, we hear God's voice. We're in God's care. We're sealed the day of redemption by the power of God, the Holy Spirit. And nobody can pluck us out of his hand. And his Father gave us to him. And there's nobody greater than the Father. So we have that assurance. These are assurance to let us know what God is doing for us. On the name of the Son of God, you may know that you have eternal life, which was read to you earlier. Be confident in this very thing. He that hath begun a good work, and you will complete it the day of Jesus Christ. You saved for a purpose. He doesn't give you a spirit of fear, but a power and a love and a sound mind. You have that assurance. Now I'd like to elaborate the reason for this assurance. Seven things God did with your sins. As far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed our transgressions from us. That's Psalms 1, verse 12. You think about how far the west is, how far the east. That's how your sins are gone. Never to be seen again. We can't promise that to each other. I may forgive you. But I ain't going to forget. That God loved us so much. He got rid of that sin. That's the first one. And in Isaiah, I mean, Hezekiah, Behold, for peace I had great bitterness. Thou hast love to my soul, delivered from the pit of corruption. But thou hast cast all my sins behind his back. So behind your back, you don't know where it went. These are good things to remember. He got rid of your sin. 
You got rid of your sin. And and number three, I have blotted out thy transgressions for my own sake. And I will not remember your sins no more. That's that word to use they sponge your records. They sponge it, and nobody knows you committed a crime. I think teenagers never goes on the record they committed a crime. That's what God did with our sin. He sponged it out. He blotted it out. Never to come back again. Number four. I have blotted out that that thick cloud that transgression as a cloud. Thy sins return to me. Come to me. For I have redeemed thee. He paid a horrible price for our redemption. He blotted it out. Like the cloud goes over the sun. You don't see the sun shine. The cloud's over it. That's how our sins are covered. That's how our sins are covered. He will turn again. He will have compassion on us. And God does have compassion on us. When you think of the sins you committed in the past, the sins you were forgiven of, yes, God's compassion never fails. And he will subdue our iniquities. And thou will cast all their sin in the depths of the sea. I don't know whether you know where the Susquehanna River is. Take something, take something and throw it over and you'll never see it again. That's what he did with your sins. Your sins are forgotten. Cast in the sea to never be remembered. And number six. And you be dead in your sins, on the circumstances of your flesh, had they quickened together with him, having forgiven all your trespasses, blotting out the handwriting on the wall. So you're on your way to hell. But it was contrary, and took it and nailed it to the cross of Calvary. Nailed it to his cross. Never to be remembered again. And their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. For now, of remissions of sins of these, there's no offering of sin. See, Christ is not coming back to save anybody. He's not coming back. He's coming back for his church. But he's not coming back to save a soul. We're getting ready to celebrate Good Friday. And let's talk about the cross. He had a three-day trial. In our way of doing things in our country, it takes nine or ten years to execute somebody. The process, due process of law. They didn't even give Jesus a week. He was a humbling servant. He did that for you and for me and all those who followed after us. They lied on him. They put a crown of thorns on his head. But he didn't say a mumbling word. Pilate told him, don't you know I can save you? You only have the power that's given to you from heaven. See, this is already orchestrated. Give me a body. I'll go down 42 generations. Born in a stable. Grew to be a man. He did miracles of what I just talked to you a little bit about. 
that he rode in on Sunday on a donkey. And by Thursday, they're having a kangaroo trial. All this all goes back to the cross of Calvary. They took him out. Two thieves were with him. One on the right and one on the left. They nailed his hands and his feet. And they lifted him up as the serpent in the wilderness was lifted up. He was lifted up for you and for me. And I just need to, we need to know what Christ did for us. We need to understand great things he has done for us. And we just have to trust him. We are doing a good work that God has allowed us to do because of what he did on Calvary's cross. And he told the one thief on the right, another one mocked him, if you're this Jesus you're talking about, take us down from this cross. But guess what? The other man was wise. He knew we deserve what we get. Will you remember me in your kingdom? And Jesus told him, this day you will be with me in paradise. So you won't walk in darkness. You have, you have full redemption through Christ, his blood. You have forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Ephesians 1, 7. Who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation. Yes. And my sheep hear my voice. He, hear, he hears us. And that's why I've been saying Romans 8, 38, 39. And you want to really read Romans 6, 7, and 8. Romans 6 talks about delivered from the tyranny of sin. Romans 7 talks about law cannot condemn us. Romans 8 talks about the power of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. I'm not standing here on my own. I'm trusting Jesus Christ. He was buried. But on the third day, in fact, I'm doing that last sermon in John. He got up the third day with all power in his hand. So those seven things he did with our sins, he did a lot more. That's why we need to. That's the assurance that you have. You have assurance of God's salvation. Sometimes I listen to Mark's prayer and I say, I don't know where I'm going to make this thing. But the idea is we have that blessed assurance. There's a song our church sings a lot, and you have it here too. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God. He, you were purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ. That's the only way you have redemption through Jesus Christ. To the horrible death, the sacrifice he made. The sacrifice he made so that you could have eternal life. But have a resting place for all eternity. That's my story. That's my song. I'm praising my Savior all the day long. I know what he did for Kurt. I know where I came from. Jesus saved me. As I know he saved you. And we need to tell the world that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is still eternal life. 
that Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Thank you for your time. Lord, I thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, for allowing me to stand. Bless us, Lord, as we continue to follow you. And let us not walk in your darkness. Don't let us go, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.